his photographs. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. All that our eyes get so red. And what the hell is on Joey's said? This is where I grew up. I think the president would have fixed it up. I never knew he ever went. That's a terrible band. I'm sorry. But it's just so fitting. We have our oh. guest. I like it. Joan O. Photography. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question. Oh, you have here a we question? go. Yes. How the hell do you say your last name? Okay, ready? Just yeah. how it's spelled. Oparowski. Oparowski. Yes. Oparowski. Right. Just like it's spelled. That's why I didn't go with Joan Oparowski photography, you know. Just went with the other O in my name. Joan Olivia. Is it much easier? Is it Joan Olivia photography? I thought it was just Joan O photo. No, that's just because someone else on Instagram had Joan Olivia photography. That bitch. Son I know, bitch. I know. Hunter down. So, the reason we wanted you on was because you've had a, <clears throat> how do I put this, um, very, uh, huh. eccentric, eccentric, but also like um, trendy uh, photo shoot mm-hmm. late, lately. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, which, which one? Which one? Hmm. How did that come about? Yeah, let's just... All right, well, it went about with Stephen texting me saying, um, do you like this shirt? And basically it was this very sparkly pink top and I didn't think anything of it because it's like texting me weird stuff, like whatever, Stephen. <laughs> And then he was like, because I want you to do a, a photo shoot, like a Tiger King photo shoot. And I was like, that sounds pretty amazing. Let's yeah, go. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> I said, I'll wait for you to get your million dollars worth of um, stuffed animals in the mail and we'll do it. I, I couldn't have been more excited when, I, when he posted those photos. Oh, I, my gosh. They were and great. I hate the Tiger King, first of all. Uh, why i just the popularity of it pissed me off and it the stupidity of it pissed me off Mm -hmm. so i just i was off the bandwagon for probably two weeks and then my wife was just you gotta watch the tiger king you gotta watch the tiger king so in guys at work were the same way so i was fine fucking i'll watch it there's nothing else to do yeah so i started watching it and it's I mean, it's obviously entertaining, but it's fucking stupid, and it would no not be as popular if no if everybody wasn't stuck at their house. Yes, absolutely agree. When I was watching it after I stopped binging on The Walking Dead for like the twentieth time, um, I literally watched it in one day because I was just in sheer shock that that was actually real. I every episode I was like, "There's no way it's real. There's no way this could actually even have happened." Yeah, Oklahoma, baby. <laughs> yeah he put them on the map so i mean i think steven pulled it off exceptionally oh. i think i think it was a yes. rather um well received for the most part i didn't see any negative comments no oh, could there be <laughs> i've known steven my entire life and 
I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he did something like that whatsoever. I mean, I saw it and I was like, this is amazing, but it, I was just, it's another day in the life of knowing Steven. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't shocking that he would decide to do something like no, that. No, not at all. No. For sure. I'm actually more surprised that he had to like actually buy stuff for it. Yeah. <laughs> that he wasn't just ready for it. Not right. You didn't already have that shirt in your yeah. closet, like 20 of the same thing. I, 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 he probably had that shirt for a while, just waiting to break it out. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. But yeah, he was a little nervous at first. He had to like get into character. And then there was people on the beach. I was like, dig in the sand and like you know, walk that tiger away. And as these like three boys who are obviously going to go like smoke weed in the woods or something, walk by us and they just look at him and they're like, what is this dude doing? Like literally screaming about this Carol Baskin lady while throwing sand at a stuffed tiger. It was, uh, it was great. It was great. We were definitely the, the you know, subject of somebody's tweet. Oh, day, sure. no doubt. It's, or TikTok, you know, I don't know. I know we got a lot of, I don't know. I'm surprised it didn't go viral. Yeah, me but too, actually. I'm sure there's a lot of people imitating the Tiger King. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of the only thing to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I had a really funny video that I was thinking of posting. It was him in the sand screaming, get off me, you stupid tiger. It was crazy. <laughs> He's yeah, he actually sounds a lot. Yeah, like he does. Him. What's what he, his name again? Joe Joe, Joe Exotic. Exotic. I don't know his last name. Yeah, with the tigers like me. dragging him around. Yeah, get off of me, you piece of shit. Yeah, and he sounded just like that. Like he yeah. sounded so much like. <laughs> I was like, this is nuts. You know, we practice in the mirror like five. Oh, I, no doubt, no doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what else is going on? So we have, obviously, our guest, Joan. We also have nothing else to talk about. NFL schedule is out, but yeah. I'm not going to go over that now. I'll let Joan drop off when we get into sports talk because <laughs> Joan cares about sports. So, I mean, this is kind of <clears throat> sports-related just because of the, the media company that did it. Did you guys see what Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports did? Yeah, 250 grand to go watch a football game with Goodell? Nothing, Joe? Nope. Sports is like, ooh. Okay. Well, nope. we'll get into that later. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, but there's literally nothing else to talk about. I, I started growing tomatoes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So. Why? Do you eat tomatoes? I eat cherry tomatoes. Are those cherry tomato plants? Yes. Oh, okay. Super sweet 100s. Oh, Whatever that means. I took them from work. So yeah. we'll see. They probably just came to my house to die, most likely. But get watered for get... three or four days, have hope, then yep. die. Most likely. So we'll see how resilient they are. So, Joan, besides the um, Tiger King photo shoot, what would be your most favorite photo shoot ever? Uh-huh. What's your one? You gotta have one where you're like, fucking everything went. I have to right. really think about that. I don't know. You've There's had a off. week. I mean, <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna ask me that one. Um, I don't know. 
There's been a lot of weddings that I thought were really cool. I did this one, it was like a backyard wedding with like a, a band playing and a bunch of people jumped in like a pool and there was just really awesome, nice people. That was one of them. That was a good one. It makes it easiest. Yeah. What's the weirdest photo other than the Tiger King? <laughs> I did a photo shoot once with a girl that did a boudoir photo shoot for her boyfriend for Valentine's Day in um, a hotel room in downtown Portsmouth. And she begged me to take a picture in front of the window, butt naked. And I was like, go ahead. People are going to see you, but I'm like, go ahead. So she's doing all these like poses naked in this window. I think it was a Hilton. So it was like right across the street from the parking garage. And as she's taking a couple of photos, like the person with me, like, um, like, you know, getting her all ready was like, you might want to not do this anymore. Cause the people like in the parking garage right now are laughing at you. There's a <laughs> car right there and they're both out waving at you. And she was like super embarrassed and it was hilarious. And yeah, I guess fun. that would be. That was a good one. And I was like, that's what you get for posing naked in front of a parking garage. Yeah. I mean, what else did you expect was going to happen? I don't know. I mean, that person. I'll do whatever they want. Yeah, they're paying you. So. I'll, I'll <laughs> warn them, but they're going to do whatever they want. So I, I, I never realized like how much how like hard photographers work until I got married mm -hmm. and that poor woman had to take pictures, especially where it was raining on the yeah. day of our wedding and everything got moved inside. Mm -hmm. And so I gained a new respect for photographers in general then, but yeah, I've always wanted to be prepared. Yeah. Especially with my group of friends. It was kind yeah. of a blessing in disguise that, we ended up having it inside. We couldn't run around outside hammered drunk. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they were going to give us golf carts and send oh, us off geez. on the golf course. And I'm, and the whole time I was thinking, I'm like, if that's the case, somebody's going to die. Yeah. Because one of these golf carts is going to end up in a pond. Oh, boy. But luckily it rained. So. Where'd you have your wedding? Sanford Country Club. It's on Route 4 in Sanford. It, it was nice. I mean, it it worked out. They, but it did and it's good luck out. on a wedding day when it rains. You know. Yeah, it's good luck when it's sunny. Yeah. Too. So it that that whole adage. Yeah. It's. Well, I had a wedding ceremony. They are have they moved their wedding because of all of this, like to August. But they just did their wedding ceremony on, um, is it ninth? Yeah, May 9th. and it was snowing in the morning, like on May. Yeah, I'm like, it's luck, right? <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> yeah i'm sure yeah the I'm corona sure already ruined our wedding great now it's snowing <laughs> yeah. thanks yeah. for the cheer up well actually a lot of my weddings have been moved to december like i think they're just like so like worried that you know it's gonna be so long and like this whole summer is just gonna be ruined that they've just moved it to december so I have a I ton of weddings in December, and I never, ever, that's usually my off season. Yeah, who wants to get married in December in Maine? Like, where, where are you going to do it? I mean, obviously, it's got to be inside, but like. I feel like this covered in snow, like, all the way up to my chin. 
Have you asked any of those people if they wondered if the corona was a sign that maybe they should not get married? Definitely not. <laughs> but they would take my contract and just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, not a good thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a no... Yeah, leave that one alone. I mean, it could just be, you know, someone looking out for them. Hey, I'm sure there's a lot of grooms that are thinking it. <laughs> or, you know, they're probably on oh, no, shit. Got postponed. Should I do it? I'm sure there's a lot of brides thinking it too. I wouldn't be surprised. And then, you know, the worst part is December comes around and now we got flu season and the potential reoccurring. The, re- the re-rona. Yeah, the re-rona. Well, that's the thing. Like, all of the, you know, I work at a daycare, and, like, all of those, like, um, fall viruses are are going to be, like, happening on top of all this. Yeah. So it's like, you know, those aren't just going to go away just because there's something bigger happening. Yeah, exactly. But we also can't be shut. It's amazing mm. how the flu kind of went away. Yeah, right? Hmm. Hmm. Well, they're saying now that, like, a lot of people who had the flu-like symptoms but were tested negative probably had coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. I had murder hornets in January, too. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you – those – the pictures of them, they look just like the ant from Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. They really do. Yeah. Side by side, it looks identical. You have to start carrying a buckshot to kill one of those things. Those things won't – those things aren't going to show up in Maine. No. no. And if they do, they'll just get put on the inland fisheries and wildlife and there'll be a tag limit or a bag limit and you can. Just no, they'll, they'll be protected with this governor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She'll say, you know, they're protected species. You have to leave them alone and then they'll shut the beaches down again. No. They've so already you- canceled 4th of July. Have you, in your photography experience, what got you interested in starting? In starting photography? Yeah. Um, Well, I come from a very, like, artistic family. My sister was, like, an amazing artist, and my mom's a really good painter, and I can draw stick figures, so. (laughs) Um, My mom just had a camera laying around, and I used to go outside and take pictures of flowers, and so she would put a picture of my flower next to my sister's like fantastic drawing, you know, and then I started really liking it and just kind of like spiraled from there. Um, do you have to deal with a lot of people that, you know, I call them iPhone photographers and you have to be like, just shut the fuck up and let me do my job. My favorite thing, and this is sarcastic. Um, my favorite thing is when people are like, do you want to see what the new iPhone can do? Do you want to see what the <laughs> portrait mode? Look at how good the portrait mode is. It's like, okay, I get it. It's, it's good. It's good, but it's still a cell phone. Yeah. It's yeah. not an actual camera. Exactly. Although I have not, since I got my first iPhone, I don't think I've put my hands on an actual camera. Yeah. I mean, you don't think to take this huge camera with you everywhere. So it's nice to have a phone that has such a good yeah. you know, camera on it. And compared yeah, to my first cool. iPhone, the new one is pretty fucking yeah. incredible. Oh yeah, I mean, actually, I just found a uh, old hard drive with pictures from college, which was a trip down memory lane on Sunday. <laughs> but it was like looking at the pictures, and I'm like, these suck. 
Like these are terrible quality. Yeah. yeah. It's like these were taken with like a better digital camera at the time. Like yeah. But just to see how far like digital photography has come. I remember toting around a digital camera to take pictures of shit and it's like why the fuck would you carry around a camera now? Unless you're a photographer. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't. You don't. Yeah. You don't do <laughs> well, and everything you do now is it's all digital SLR, right? You don't do yeah. anything. Yeah. I mean, no, I can anything. you find a place to do film anymore? I don't think because remember CVS used to do it in that little, but I don't think they even have any CVSs. I know there's some place in Portland and there's a bunch of places of course. like in Bangor, but Honestly, yeah, Bangor is pretty. There might be some place downtown Kittery. Do they even have disposable cameras anymore? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can buy them mostly online too, but they'd be like the the fancier ones, like the hipstery looking ones. Yeah, of course. Or you could just ask, you know, go to your high school and use your dark room if you really are that. That yeah. was that was my introduction to photography. Like, legit was in high school and took photography mainly because the teacher was super awesome and you could just basically take pictures and go sit in a room and get high on fumes and develop photos all day. Like my father used to do that. He built a dark room in his uh, parents' basement in Kittery. And I have a briefcase of old photos and negatives and shit that he developed and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I actually like like that part of it. Like being able to like develop it and like realize like you're making something. Like it felt more artsy to me. Yeah. Like yeah. Actually skill involved. Mm-hmm. Mainly because you had to do it right. And then it was like, okay, now I can just do it digitally. Now is like as photographers now, like wedding photographers, we are so lucky to be able to just go outside and take a picture of this pivotal moment, like the the kiss. And look at the camera and have instant gratification that you got the picture. Whereas yeah. before, you were, it was sheer luck. Like, you know, you could have had the settings wrong. Like, you know, it could have came up blurry. Like, anything. Yeah. I mean, the photographers back then, like, they were dirt cheap. But they were working, like, you know, on sheer luck. You couldn't just look at the camera. Or just, like, like, news photographers and shit. You know, imagine going out, taking pictures of a story and then having to go back, develop the film to have it go into the newspaper the next day where now it's like they take the picture, it's instant, it's online, there's your article. It's pretty much, you know, boom, boom, done. It's it's wild. I'm pretty sure a lot of us are very thankful we did not have cell phones when we were in high school. Yeah. I would have not gotten away with the shit I did. No. no I had shit. enough bad pictures that were developed. Let alone <laughs> fucking... allowed to have cell phones in high school anymore? I uh, think so. Yeah. I don't even think they even try and take them away. Yeah. Well, I mean, they'd probably, if they did, the kids would probably have to go into a safe space. Yeah, I know. Right? Be... I, had, I had a flip phone in high school. So I don't, I mean... I didn't no. have one until college, I think. I had a Nextel. Yeah, I had, I had the Nokia, the infamous yeah. Nokia, which was athletic tape together to hold the battery on because the battery clips broke, but everything else worked. And then the Razor. Oh, yeah. you're the cool kid with the Razor. Fuck yeah. All my friends had the pink Razor, and I had that like 
chocolate they called it like the chocolate bar phone it was like indestructible and you had to be like a yeah b like horrible so you could chuck it against the wall and it would be fine. the old t9 text yeah. oh yeah i remember i still had that when garrett got his first like right before i got my first iphone i still had a flip phone and he would like rip off seven text messages to me <laughs> while I'm still working on okay yeah. to get that back to the first I one. I know. It's and crazy. then finally I just went and got an iPhone and I never looked back. Now do you so do you like the advancement in technology and photography or does it have its drawbacks and you kind of like the old school? I think for me personally I like knowing that I take that I'm going home to know that I have all the shots that I want. I don't think I could possibly ever live with the anxiety of like not knowing if I just, you know, especially with, with how expensive weddings are now and like how serious weddings are. Like it's, it's like your pictures are all that you have to remember that like $50,000 you just spent, you know? And so it's like, yes, I like that aspect, but I also miss like you said, like the artistic side and spending so like the process, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, making sure you don't get the light when you're, you're taking out your film and like developing the film. And it's just, that's sad that we're, you know, our generation, like your kids might not know, like in school, they're probably not going to teach that really anymore. So it's, I mean, it's, it's probably going to be geared towards like, you know, digital photography and, you know, I don't even think uh, I, I, I would be willing to bet they don't even teach photography anymore. I don't know. I probably. I don't not. think I Marshwood did when I was there. In college, but. Yeah, I mean, we had it in high school. We had an awesome teacher, Mr. Phipps. He actually shot my wedding for us. Like. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, yeah, he's fucking one of the coolest guys ever. Um. But you know, it was it, that was like the class to take in high school anything with him was worth it so yeah art yeah the art teacher he he did art and then also did photography so it was like perfect excuse to take his class take some cool pictures develop them yourself and really do nothing the rest of the semester and call it good yeah as long as you're trying and as long as you're getting it a decent shot i mean yeah i still have like some of my negatives and i still have actually a few somewhere in a box in my house a few yeah. pictures that i actually developed that's cool i found a recent or not a recent but a picture of me from high school i was at a buddy's house and i had and it was what picture that he took with film and then developed and it was a picture of me holding a weed pipe in one hand <laughs> a budweiser in the other and there was a, a 20 box of McNuggets on my lap. Amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I want, I said, when I die, I want that blown up into like a three by three poster board and have it at the front of the, the uh, memorial service. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just so. <laughs> I, I dig it. Yep. So, but I'm watching, uh, old Red Sox games again. Oh, Jesus and, uh, Christ. Pedro Martinez just had a great game against the Tampa Bay Rays. I can't care less about this. <laughs> Are you watching 
old games. Yeah, because there's no sports on, so all the sports channels are replaying. Like, He's officially classic. reached old man status. Oh yeah. my god! I'm sitting at home with a Hawaiian shirt on, watching Pedro Martinez strike out like 18 in a row in 2004. I think I only have ever 2000. Seen... Oh, even better. Yeah. I feel like I've only seen like a hockey play, like a hockey game. I like you, Maine. That's like it. College hockey's pretty good to watch. I like. You never went to football? No. Maybe once. Maybe once or twice. Probably don't remember it, but. You, Maine, wasn't good at football anyway. No, they weren't. Especially in my years, they were not at all. They were, I mean, they've always been pretty good at hockey. Mm. Debatable. Yeah, I don't know. To the Nationals. I can't say anything. I don't know. Field <laughs> hockey was good, though. I, uh, Frisbee was I, – I played the ultimate Frisbee game. And I, <laughs> I was field, <laughs> What? Field hockey was good, so there's a lot of good lesbians at the school? Or that was rugby. Uh, field hockey. Yeah, really, hockey. really any – I'm going to get some shit for this, but any women's collegiate sport normally dominated by lesbians. It makes sense. I mean, you can hate me all you want, but it, it's sort of a fact. I mean, yeah. softball, golf, field hockey, rugby, rugby, basketball. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. It's a, uh, I mean, lesbians are good at sports. Let's just, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> little, little, little Wayne. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I had something else that I was going to say. And it just went away. Just, just gone. Just trailed away like your hairline. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ouch, burn. <laughs> oh, it's 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 you yeah, it's just common knowledge at this point, Joan. <laughs> My hair has gone away along with its color. Did you see that picture Mandy posted to me on Sunday? Mm-mm. No. With it uh it was a picture of me and my parents. Oh yes, I did. <sighs> I looked high in that picture. I don't think I was, but I looked about I had quite the hairline. I think I was a senior in high school in that picture. Let me look. Janice looked lovely, as always. She does, as always. She's a real she's a firecracker these days. <clears throat> if I don't get her and my father up here pretty quick, she's gonna uh Head trip's coming soon, right? Yeah, they'll be back. Mandy and I are going down on the 12th of June. so a month from today. And we'll be back. Her, my father, and I will be back on the 17th. And my mother will be back on the 18th or 19th. Where do your parents live? North Carolina. Oh, nice. So they're, raise up. They're, uh, they're moving to Exeter, New Hampshire. So we're going down to move them back next month. 
They're um, my father has Alzheimer's, so um, my mother is at her wits' end with this uh, quarantine bullshit. So I feel like everyone's kind of at that place right now. Uh, I had so yesterday at work, I had a guy. So we were looking at a lawnmower for trade. I called them with the price. I gave him the price, and the first words out of his mouth were "fuck you." Wow. Okay. And I said, "I said, excuse me." He goes, "You can do better than that." I said, "Nope. It's in good shape, but it's still, you know, six years old." He says, "Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you." I'm like, "All right. I've had just about enough of this." So he screamed at me for a few more minutes and then he wanted to talk to my boss. So he talked to my boss and he screamed at him for a few more minutes. And my boss yelled back and the guy came and got his lawnmower and probably never see him again. And I'm all right with it. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Quarantine got to him, I guess. Yeah. He was old. So he's probably going to die soon anyways. (laughs) Why don't you come on in and get the Coronas? (laughs) And then, like, the other thing, like, when he dropped off the mower, he was actually a cool guy. And he's like, yeah, I just, I just got over cancer. Uh, I probably shouldn't even be out doing this because I'm high risk. But I only live once as he was chugging down on a cigarette. So he's a real piece of shit in my book. Full send. And then I had, and I wasn't going to talk about it, but just need to get it off my chest. Send it. A guy called and he, I talked to him about lawnmowers for a while and everything in the conversation was fine. And then he asked, he said, do you guys do military discounts? Which we don't. And I said, no, we don't. I'm sorry. And he goes, all right, that's fine. I'll just go somewhere else that does. It hangs up the phone. Now, mind you, I do not, Military discounts are fine. We just don't do them. And I have no problems with them whatsoever. But he, I just don't think he needed to end the conversation like that. He could have just been like, all right, all right, thanks. And just, that's it. He didn't have to be a douchebag about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Plus it's not your, it's not your fault that you don't do them. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you're saying like, oh, I'm deciding. It's I don't. not. It's not like I'm saying I hate the military. We just don't do military discounts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Based on your attitude, I just don't feel like doing one right now. So go fuck yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) I would have loved to have said that. But that would have probably put me in a whole more world of hurt. Yeah, people have lost their damn minds. They need to get outside, get some fresh air or something because – they're assholes otherwise that's very true it's very true i mean i feel like in this whole thing i've definitely got a a deeper love for like being outside and and you know living off of what matters you know not going to tj max going to tj max all the time (laughs) (laughs) and like you know not having to constantly be out and just like living off of like what i have here and yeah arm wrestling the people around you yeah i'm not going out arm wrestling thank goodness because we know i lose <laughs> and then don't remember i lose that's right 
Well, I mean, uh, I think that's the biggest thing, like, where I just don't like socialism. And I think anyone that has found that they enjoy the quarantine, hey, go be a socialist. But I just... (laughs) Having someone tell me that I cannot go outside and can't go someplace... Makes me want to do it even more. Yeah. And I'm not someone that's like, hey, let's go to the beach every day and go for a walk. But because I can't, I want to go to the fucking beach and go for a walk. Like, (laughs) it's just just in my nature. Like, I, I fucking hate it. And like... Mount A is closed. We've hiked Mount A like four times, maybe. Yeah. I want to go hike it tomorrow. Like, but nope, nope, it's closed. Oh, okay. I don't understand because the risk of getting it from being outside is so minimal. Well, I mean, we can't bring science and logic into this conversation this late in the game. Yeah. It's, it's I've seen less people wear masks at my work since it became mandatory. You know, it, they really? just, yeah. A lot of the old people, like in the olds, they don't give a shit about this virus. No. They don't care. They're the out one... shopping, buying lawnmowers, talking right close up to your face, shaking hands. They don't give a fuck about coronavirus. Yeah. So I'll admit, I put on my buff for the first time today about uh, about an hour ago. I had to go get another handle of whiskey. We ran out. It was bad. Essential. Very essential. But Cumberland Farms had a thing up that I had to wear one, so I I begrudgingly put one on. I went in Hannaford last week without one. Yeah. But They're not allowed to ask you why you don't have one on. Well, right, because it's all medical. So that's kind of the position I took at Hannaford. But I really wish I had put on my own homemade mask, but I didn't. I put on a bandana and Lowe's on Saturday. Okay. Have you have you seen my homemade mask? No. Oh, hold on. I gotta take the <laughs> headphones off. Oh, your beard. I've seen that. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hello. It's like cousin it. It's perfect. <laughs> Have you got into a store like that? No, but I really want to go do it. Oh now. my gosh, I wish you would. Yeah, you should. And like put your phone, put put a GoPro on or something. I should, so I should get go get people. George's chest GoPro. And yeah. Just strap it on and just record everyone around me. There you go. That's perfect. It's yeah. extremely hot though. I it looks it. Huh? Can you even can you see? see? Yeah. I we can see per- yeah. I can see perfect. Really? Yeah. A little bit scary i'm not gonna lie yeah it's awesome I you love just it. you don't know where i mean then it I just looks even... like your hair goes all the I way around you have this woman who took two ponytails and then one on top and brought it like this and just wrapped them right here until she had a, a mask Is it better with the blue light glasses on <laughs> yes much better <laughs> <laughs> and your nose just put you look like that you basically look like the the fake glasses with the nose and the mustache, except yeah. the mustache just covers your. You look face. like something that's gonna be in my nightmares later. That's terrifying. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, I had a lady come into the shop the other day and she didn't have a mask on, but she held her hand over her face like this. Oh. Yeah, that oh. works. That works great. I heard. Yeah. 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 And then, well, then I mean, down for a second and touch everything. Yeah. To be honest. It, pretty much works as effective as a cloth mask so 
I mean, the buff I put on today is easier to breathe through than that beard I just had in front of my face. Yeah. I'm extremely overheated at this point. <laughs> like that the buff is actually like cool to breathe through. Like I'll wear them fishing. No problem. You want me to wear them to keep a fucking virus off me go fuck yourselves. But whatever. Sure. I just, yeah, fi- I just, I started, I don't wear one at work, but I like going into stores. I've got a, I bought a green bandana and I just have that around my face. Bank robber style. I bought one off of a website. It's not here yet, but it's a pug, face, like the pug mouth. Oh, Jesus Christ! Naturally, I had to. I had to, you know. <laughs> but what do you customer? I had with being with my dog for sixty days and then just being ripped away. Now being back at work. Oh, what are you gonna? What's the dog gonna do when you put the mask on? Is it gonna think you finally turned into a pug? He's going to probably do what he does with me every day and just run away from me. I'm like, give me that love. And he's like, girl, you're crazy. Goodbye. So where did the pug obsession derive from? (sighs) My uncle had a pug growing up when I was growing up. And her name was Sophie. And she was so cute. And I was obsessed. And he would bring her over all the time. And that was it the cutest like it was a wicked little puppy at first and i was just like this thing is so cute and then he would buy me little pug stuff and then my mom started buying me pug stuff and then all of a sudden i was like 16 years old with like a ton of pug stuff and everyone's like do you have one and i was like no and then now i have a pug because i've never really understood i just i grew up with working dogs like mm-hmm. dogs that had a no offense a purpose um like they have a job like all my dogs hunt every dog i've ever owned has hunted mm-hmm. some better than others and some we just let go out to pasture and get yep. into a <clears throat> geek <laughs> there's some dogs that just don't work out but like i've never i've never been a person and never understood someone that basically treats a dog like a cat not saying that all little dogs get treated like a cat, but I mean, they sort of Roni, do. So my roommate actually has a cat and Roni is beat up by the cat. Like one day there was a claw literally in Roni's leg. Like he gets beat up by the cat. Roni is like lesser than a cat. Yeah. Right. See, every dog that I've ever owned takes shits bigger than any cat I've ever met. So, and would eat a cat. And that's where I'm like, I don't, I don't get like the sir it's it's mainly the terrier people that really just irk me not that a pug's a terrier but like those little yappy dogs fucking they can all die like for a customer come in today with one that was a service dog yeah it it had a service dog vest on but a little a little dog oh yeah like a little pocket yeah they I'm bought it on Amazon. The service dogs. They bought it on Amazon, I'm sure. They <laughs> just put it on so they can bring it into places. See, I want to buy my like 80 fucking seven pound Chessie, like a tactical vest <laughs> and goggles. Be like, is she a service dog? <sighs> she could kill you. Like, I don't know what you want me to say to that, but sure. Yeah, yeah there's some, yeah, I don't. 
I don't like little dogs. My wife's grandmother has a what the fuck is that thing? A Chihuahua? A mini long haired Chihuahua. Yeah. It it literally looks at you like it's better than you. Well, I read like an article that said that um like about pit bulls and how it's like proven that Chihuahuas bite way more than a pit bull ever ever has. Oh, this dog's bit me before. Oh, they're yeah. awful, but because their bite force isn't as you know yeah. severe, they're like, oh, they're a little dog, whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, their bite force is equal to their size, which is kickable. So, which any dog is kickable. And I, I, I've never, like, it, it's all in the owner and it's all in the bringing up of a dog. It doesn't matter the breed. It doesn't matter the, mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. matter anything except how that dog is raised. Mm-hmm. If the dog is raised getting beat, the dog's going to be defensive and want to kill everybody. If the dog's raised in like a good household, I mean, even dogs that aren't raised in good households can be mended with enough like good shit around them. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Chessie we have, the reason we got her was because she absolutely got in a fucking brawl with another Chessie. Well, that's the way they work. Like, Chessies are very dominant dogs. They want to be the protector. So they're not allowed to be the protector, or someone else wants to protect more, they're going to fight. Like yeah. that's that's just the shit that happens, and if you're not ready for that and you can't handle it because you're a fucking eighty year old woman, shit happens. So, yeah. I feel know. like when you get a dog, you need to do the research on what kind of breed you want. Like, yes, you think that dog is cute, but like it might not be right for the lifestyle you live. You well, know? It's like everyone that you know, growing up, you hear the horror stories about Dalmatians because 101 Dalmatians came out when we were all kids. Yeah. You know, Dalmatians are a fucking nightmare of a dog to take care of unless they're given a task and taken care of. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not. And then kids are allowed to fucking jump on them and then they bite kids' faces off. Well, fucking whose fault is that? It's not the dog's. It's your fault. So, yeah. Exactly. You don't do the research. Yeah. Like my, my youngest the other day decided to stick a fork towards one of the dogs and just about killed the child before I even thought about talking to the dog. I uh, yeah. Metal fork too. Real nice. <laughs> Was it the younger one? Oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Parenting is awesome. I can only imagine. Let so, me just say though what a time to be childless. Sorry, Garrett, but Yeah. I fucking wish. Ugh. I thought about like because obviously having time on my hands and watching everyone else like online and shit, like I was like, oh, maybe I'll buy an Xbox. Never owned a gaming system in my life. I'm like, what? Well, you know, not much going on. And then I'm like, when the fuck am I gonna play it? Like I still am working. I get up at five every day and I work until two thirty. And I'm like, okay, well, when would I because after that, my wife is done with the two children. Like, it's fucking game over by the time I'm done working. Because she's been trying to keep them quiet so I can actually work. So it's like, all right. So from 2 to 8.30, they're still awake. So I I have to keep them alive. So there's no gaming at that point. And then after that, it's like, I'd like to actually like talk to my wife at some point today. So... 
now we've got like an hour before we're both like, all right, let's just go to bed. I'm like, well, it doesn't really make much sense to own a gaming console at this point in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I had a customer call the other day, asked a question. I put them on hold so I could go figure out the answer. I It was a woman. I picked up the phone, and she was screaming at her kids in the background. And it was like, for the love of God, leave me alone for five minutes. <laughs> I'm like, hi. She goes, you heard that, didn't you? I'm like, <laughs> I did. She goes, it's been rough. I said, I, I get it. I'm sorry. It, but uh, I don't have what you're looking for. Um, so, unfortunately, I can't help you. She goes, thank you. And she hung up. I, I was like, I kind of just want to make sure she's up. Make sure those kids are going to be okay. <laughs> Dude, I like can't imagine like little kids, but also think about the people who have to like teach their kids. Like, yeah. Fifth grade math? What the hell? Like, what would I do? I'd be like, I'm sorry. Well, I'm so thankful. Like, they're not in school yet, so it's like, yeah, yeah, we're doing craft projects brought home from preschool. Okay, we're making sheep today. Perfect. Fucking oh, here, they here's do, like, activities at their daycare. Like, yeah, oh, they cool. do now. I think there was a little bit of a revolt because they were still asking for partial tuition if you're planning to send back at some point, like when it was deemed safe. It's like, uh, we were like, yeah, that's fine. Like we'll pay it's 50% and we're not sending the kids, which still seems like I'm getting fucked, but whatever. Um, They there's, but now they're putting together packages. The first, month of this or six weeks of this whole thing it was like oh yeah if you don't want to send your kids that's fine here's your full tuition bill like oh sick thanks appreciate that thank you that's a little ridiculous yeah that is for sure but Um, she was she was the only our the where we send the girls was the only place to stay open in york through this whole thing she never shut down Mm -hmm. so she was like you know well you know she's got people that work you know that that their kids have to go there like they were deemed essential so the parents are going to work and what's what's the option you know either don't go to your job and lose it and now you're definitely home with your kids or you know she stayed open because there was no mandate in maine to shut um preschools down yeah so yeah it's uh wild yeah, wild, I wild, wild. Yesterday, and the procedures and everything are crazy still. I mean, and there's hardly any kids. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, because most people either A, aren't essential, or B, are able to work from home. And if you're going to work from home, you might as well just keep your kid there because you're not working anyways. So, yeah. <laughs> um, the school district my nephew's in, they said, only half of their kids are doing the remote learning. There's there's half of the students that just haven't done anything. <laughs> That's so. crazy. I wonder if it's like maybe because their parents are just like not telling them to, or maybe they don't have access to a computer or something. I would assume, you know, I know a lot of these, it's the Sanford school district. So I, I hate to be, you know, stereotypical, but it, 
I think there's troubles in any, in every school district with that where kids don't have internet. And I know schools had tried to go out and like set up Wi-Fi hotspots and stuff for <coughs> for those kids that didn't have internet at home and stuff like that. But some of it just made the the parents just may not be able to, or they're working, you know. Yeah. So the kids yeah. just are they can't they're not doing it on their own that type of thing so yeah next year will be interesting as far oh, as yeah. oh yeah who, who stays back and who well you had forward. your your cousin graduated this year like that sucks like i feel so bad for anyone that was a senior this year whether college yeah. high school i mean my you know, niece look, is graduating high school and, and she's or, yeah nothing that's right you know? yeah that was what i meant sorry yeah Matt, but, oh, yeah. you were talking to me. Yeah. Yeah, she's there. Uh, I guess they're going to do like the schools doing like graduation shout outs on social media. And I know like a lot of celebrities and stuff are coming together and they're doing like commencement speeches online and all that bullshit. But it's still like it, it's such a pivotal moment in your in your life the graduation really wasn't for me like looking back on like high school it was big in my family that i graduated i'm not i'm I'm not saying that like graduation isn't big news but like it was for me personally like the week of graduation like spending all the time we spent more time as a senior class yeah that week than we ever did like there was like a hundred of us that went to a movie together. Like, yeah. you know, like it was just like a great bonding experience. Cause we knew we were never going to really, I mean, well, sort of a bad example, but we all still live in town together. Most of my friends, but like, you know, there's a lot of people that I haven't seen since high school that like that week was awesome together. Like to spend that time and like go do stuff together, have all these events where like, it wasn't structured like a school event where you could actually like sit down, shoot the shit, like catch up and like hang out with people that you probably aren't going to see again for the rest of your life. But you've spent the past 18 years. Yeah. 15 years together. So like that, that shit sucks for any high school senior college. I mean, you just missed out on just getting hammered for the rest of your senior year. So whatever. Yeah, saved you a boatload of money <laughs> if you're in college, you know, as far as drinking money goes. Yeah, you just drink the alco- the parents' alcohol once you get home. Yep. You're quarantined and they all want to drink because you're home. <laughs> you know, uh, thank God I don't live with my parents or anything like that. Like, I feel bad for people who are, like, back at home or who have never left or just teenagers who live at home with their parents. Yeah. You know? You can't see your can't friends. Go. You can't do anything. Like that sucks for them. Like a seventeen-year-old right now. Yeah. Cool. Getting, getting your license in January and then February comes. And it's like, ah, just kidding. You can't go anywhere. Fucker. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Or having like really strict parent, strict parents who are like, you can't, you know, leave the house with any friends or anything. Ooh. Yeah. Those kids need to be going fuck out. Although I've seen a lot of high school kids coming into the shop that are. You know, buying it, it's actually kind of neat because it, and I say a lot, but it's probably been 
like a dozen kids that I know that are in high school coming in and they're like buying rakes and shit and they're raking people's lawns or they're cleaning up their lawn and shit. So they're actually making good use of the time instead of just sitting at home. So yeah, like, I've, like, I've actually seen like quite a bit of that on like local, either the local Facebook pages or like, like the next door app or whatever, where it's yeah. like, Hey, we're kind of stuck from quarantine. We're here. We weren't planning to be here, but we need to make some money. So we'll come clean your lawns for like whatever, yeah. like 30 bucks for the lawn or whatever. Like one kid, he came in today and he, last year he bought a, he bought it on Craigslist. He bought this used commercial lawnmower and he's now like he was planning on, he fixed it up over the winter and now he's going to go into business this summer and he's like, I, it was great because I was able to get a jump on a bunch of work that I wasn't going to be able to do otherwise. So he's he's like, he's he's excited because he's making a shitload of money, which is cool. You know, he'll be able. I can't to go imagine to trying to call do college from remote. Like, I can't imagine like. I didn't go to classes when I was there. Yeah. <laughs> let, let alone trying to go to classes. Senior year too. Yeah, I never made it there. Oh my god! You I what? mean, I couldn't imagine. I never made to it to the senior home. year. I stopped after the third year. I was good. Yeah, you didn't want to go the one more year. <laughs> no, no. I'm like 25 credits away from a bachelor's in mechanical engineering. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no. My father and I didn't talk for a year. We won't talk about that. We're good. <laughs> oh, that's hard. <laughs> I mean, look at me. I mean, I went to school for new media, and here I am. I sell lawnmowers. So perfect, so. Well, but you're at least, I mean, media, photography, at least kind yeah. of play together. Yeah, I mean, I probably definitely could have done my photography business without the degree, but hey, it's not a bonus. Get your name on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's I don't just... even know where that piece of paper is, to be honest. <laughs> I don't even know where my high school diploma is. Oh, no. I've yeah. got zero clue. I used to carry around the wallet size in my wallet just to prove to people that I did graduate. Yeah. But the only thing was... member of college is the student loans now. So, yeah, that's one thing I'm happy and proud to say I don't have. But so exactly. I have a, I have a very controversial take on the recent discussions on student loans. Yeah. So, and only because it was posted by my wife's aunt. And I refrained from saying anything because it was my wife's aunt. However, if you're going to post a picture on Facebook to negate all of the student loan debt from first responders in this whole thing, and they put up a picture of like this nurse that looks like he's got no idea how to wear protective equipment and he's so he's got sores all over his face and uh, it's just so bad from you know all the work he's been doing in the er well yes there's maybe that guy but what about the 700 nurses on tiktok making fucking videos because they got nothing going on so you can't have one without the other but you don't pick the worst of this one when i can see the worst of the other ones so go fuck yourselves yeah and you signed on that line that said, hey, I agree. I'm going to take these classes for this amount of money, and I'll pay it back. Mm -hmm. So I I have a very – I mean, it, 
I got a hard time relieving any student debt. Yes, it sucks. And it's a shit show of how the world is right now with, oh, you need this degree to actually succeed in life because it's not true. It's not. You're right. But if you're not smart enough to go to a degree that doesn't cost as much, but you can get that return on investment within three to five years, then I'm sorry. If it, if you really want to fucking go study Sanskrit, then well, fucking go study Sanskrit, but understand that you're going to be waiting tables at Ruby Tuesdays and not ever pay off your student loans. Yeah. Ruby Tuesdays is a good that. salad like I, bar. Yeah. I just, I, I completely agree. Like if you say you're going to pay your loans, you got to pay your loans, like regardless of, of anything else. Yeah. That's what you signed up for. That's the, that's the decision to go to college or not. You can get grants, you can get scholarships, but you got student loan debt. Sorry, you got them. Well, and, and it's like, you know, okay. So you went to school and majored in fucking Latin. <laughs> I took Latin, so the fucking language is dead. Ooh, too, Brute. I just know how to say sum est est sum est sun, which is who, what, when, where, why. That's all I remember. Isn't that the name of Elon Musk's new kid? A you just said (laughs) twelve. Yeah, (laughs) whatever the fuck it is. A twelve, get the fuck down here, dude. That's just. Hey, I'm a big Elon Musk fan for telling California to go fuck themselves and just yeah. opening. Yeah, right. And saying that I'm going to be on the assembly line. Yeah. You know, I actually, I have a friend that works for Tesla and he said that Elon is actually very present in sort of day-to-day operations in their headquarters. When he comes back from outer space. I mean, there's that. His home planet. Well, I mean, which Elon are we talking to? Is there only one? Nobody's ever, you know, <laughs> it, I don't know. So, it's weird. Uh-oh. Who's hi! That? You say hi? Hi. Hi, Olivia. She's What's up? Oh, 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 boy. You want to tell the viewers what you did today? I was singing on the barn, and I smashed my head on the back of my head like an L cut. Yeah, smashed your head off the uh, concrete floor in the garage. We used liquid. We used we used liquid bandage to put it back together. Yes, there you go. Actually, legit liquid bandage. The wife actually bought some. That's the best we, bandage. We didn't Is it really. We didn't just use super glue. <laughs> it actually works really well. That's how this finger is held together. Yeah, super glue works wonders, but this was actually legitimate, actual liquid bandage. I've never even seen or used liquid it bandage. It was a glue bandage. It was glue bandage. Yep. That's so cool. It's awesome stuff. I used super glue on my father when he stabbed himself at her second birthday. Super glue will work in a pinch, but liquid bandage does work much yes. better. Definitely. Yeah, right here. Split wide open. Nice. Yeah. Poor thing. Middle of working. Had AirPods in. Working away. 
Then I hear a scream from downstairs, followed by a yell from my lovely wife. (laughs) Get down here. I need help. It's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) I did. I did, but I didn't know why. And I was crying so hard I couldn't stop. <laughs> yeah. <Bet. Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> you're all better now, right? Jonas, if you're all better now. Yeah. Daddy, Mama put um cream on it, but it's um cold chili cream. Cold chili cream. <laughs> Romy? Want to see Roni? Macro Super Roni. <laughs> Super Roni. Oh, look at that. Right, go get him. Super Roni. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Super Roni. Bugs <laughs> always look like they're nervous. He always looks so sad. And, and like when I leave him in the morning for work, I'm always like, oh, he's frowning but that's just his face he looks sad because what's his day-to-day life this yeah <laughs> hug him and squeeze him till he's all gone bye john bye john bye olivia say bye uncle Yui. bye super roni <laughs> oh cool bye uncle yui <laughs> see you live super roni i'm never gonna call him anything else now <laughs> Like get away from me. Oh. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Tony, relax. What do you see? Do you see Ronnie? Yeah. Ronnie. <laughs> he says hi. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Ronnie. He hey, says, Ronnie. "How are you?" I can't see you. Poor dog. I know. He's used to it. I had Yeah. Okay. She had to add the little giggle in there. Yeah, yeah. obviously. The evil laugh. The lady says hello. Hi. They say hello. It's bedtime for the children's. Oh. 34 minutes late. 34 minutes? Oh, did you? I was, was, was going to ask you if you want to help. Don't got to go to the school in the morning. It's fine. School? They don't got to go. So I go yeah. to bed at a certain time, right? It's all about routines and parenting, Joan. Yeah. Uh, 100% true. <laughs> hey, look at that. that the, minute, the minute that your child just refuses naps is um, pretty much the worst day ever. 
naps and when they still need them like it's not like i'm mad that my child wants to stay up and hang out like that's fine but when i can put you in my truck and you get in a car seat and before i even get out of the driveway you're asleep you need a fucking nap still you little bastards so but there's no no hope of a nap in the house anymore so so in the truck they go Ah, uh, yeah, about once to twice a week at this point. Bad. It used oh, to be a it used to be daily. Four and a half. She's four and a half. Who? Live. Yeah. Five. Five. Five and three. Try putting ten, ten two and a half year olds to bed every day, okay? And come yeah. talk to me. <laughs> no, just give them Dimatap. That's what my parents did. <laughs> I turned out fine. That's where I, d- I just don't understand how people like if everyone in the world followed all the rules on the perfect way to parent, nobody There's would no live. perfect way. Mm-hmm. There isn't. Oh, there is. If you read enough Karen's stories, <laughs> there is not. There is no perfect way to parent at all. Plus, you could you you could have a kid. I mean, you know this, Gary. You could have a kid with the same person. They're two totally different people. Ah, uh, yeah. Have you seen my two kids? Yeah, they're two totally different people. Yeah. Look at me one, and my sister. Complete opposite. Same one's, parent. One's the softest little thing ever, and the other one just wants to watch the world burn and laugh. Being the second child, I'm the second child. Oh, it all makes sense. Fuck. Why did we go for number two? (laughs) Because Mother Nature did that to you. They they gave you the first one. They were so, you know, perfect and great. And you're like, let's just have another perfect, great. So so here's here's an interesting question because it's something that I've I don't know how to explain it, like to a five year old. But it's like how to stick up for yourself. Like that's such a internal conflict where like whether it's a boy or a girl, like it doesn't really matter when it's like standing up for yourself and like asserting yourself. But like trying to teach that is very hard without basically just telling your kid it's okay to punch someone in the face. Like what you want to tell them. I mean, I don't I know yeah. nothing about raising children. A hundred percent. Where it's like, oh, this person was mean to me at daycare today. What did you do? Well, nothing. I cried. Well, don't cry. Just punch him in the face. Bring him out where nobody can see you. And <laughs> yeah, don't you say punch, that. You punch him in the face. <laughs> and then you don't tell an adult because snitches get stitches. You got to yeah. instill that very young. Oh, yeah. I would never say, like, yeah, go tell a teacher because you're no. right. But oh, you're, I mean, you work at a daycare, you probably got little snot heads running just, up to you all the time going, Dad, Billy just stole my potato chip. <laughs> at what point? My age can- group doesn't talk really a lot. All right. Well, you're one but, of the lucky Yeah, ones, I'm I sure. I know my nephew, my wife's, my, my brother-in-law's son, he will rat on me in a second if I do something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's that I age. told him stitches get stitches, and then I got in trouble. 
<laughs> that age, Good all the kids are like, oh, well, an adult will know what to do. Sometimes they just say, why don't you tell them to say, no, thank you. I don't like when you do that. I, I freaked him out at one point because he was, he, he showed me like he had a loose tooth or something and he's like, yep, yeah, it'll fall out. And then I'll get, uh, an adult tooth. And I'm like, yeah, wait till the same thing happens to your ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And what did got, he do? He kind of looked at me funny and said, that's not going to happen. I'm like, you wait. Uh, there's a book about that. It, it's, um, he loses like a bunch, like his arm and then another one grows back. It's, it's about teeth. Forget what it's called maybe it's it's not a david book but it's something and his ears fall off and his nose falls <laughs> off and another one grows back and I, fall off. Shoot, I gotta look it up I'll, I'll figure it out wow. kids are i'm like i i'm looking forward to having kids but i'm also scared to death because you know i'm an old man already so i don't know how i'm gonna keep up with a child uh, you'd be surprised. I took my first jump off of a bike ramp for the first time in close to a solid 20 years yesterday. I can't even ride a bike anymore, let alone think about taking one off a jump. It's just like riding a bike, pal. Just hop on. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking to a guy that's already had seven hip surgeries and needs a hip replacement. At 32 years old. I'd be lucky if I could walk by the time I have kids. I'll have to have a rascal. I'll take my rascal off of a jump. That's what I'm going to end up doing. Although that would be pretty Wait, cool. Wait, what's a rascal? Those old things, those things that the old people ride around in at the like mall. The scooters you see at Walmart, but uh, yeah, yeah, the okay. home versions. Yeah, it's like, like your own personal. A rascal? Yeah. That's cool. You can get one for like a small payment of forty nine ninety nine for seventy two years. Yeah, I'm good for now. Yeah, I don't need one. Wait a couple I'll... years. My uh, one of my best friends growing up. That was my my earliest memory is like taking his grandfather's scooter and trying to do things we were not supposed to be doing on that scooter. We were like four years old get a hold of that scooter and you're you're you feel like you're hauling ass i mean it's like yeah it's going like one and a half miles an hour yeah that was like my grandma's golf cart we thought yeah. we were like literally we had like a ferrari man we were like, <laughs> a trailer park oh it was great <laughs> nothing yeah. better than trailer park golf cart rides oh yeah that's a pretty upscale trailer park if they've got golf carts Oh, she had a golf cart yet. And now she has scooters that she has a basket, so she puts her cats in the front. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yep. That'll do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you coming on tonight, Joan. Yes. Yeah, We're going to get into me. some sports talk, finally. Please, I got to go. See it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for coming uh, on. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, guys. And if anyone's looking for photography, Joan yep. O Olivia Photography on Instagram. Joan O Photo on Instagram and Joan Olivia Photography on Facebook. Or JoanOliviaPhotography.com. It's legit. It works. 
Yep. I'm doing so outdoor photography right now. Just not newborns. That's it. What about masks? Yeah. Any masks in the pictures? Yeah, you do mask photos. If you want to. Yeah, maybe funny masks. But I've seen I'm some old broads that have really put wants. in some time on some masks. Yeah. Yeah. Some artists have some really cool masks. I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I did have you guys seen that I think it was a TikTok of the black dude walking through the uh grocery store and he's got a red bandana on his face and he walks up to the old lady he's like sup blood and she goes oh we match look at that that's so funny and he's and he's throwing like gang signs at her and shit <laughs> it was awesome yeah all right guys well have a good night stay safe thanks joan you too right, you joan stay healthy yeah yeah <laughs> She can't figure out how to hang up. Oh, oh she, she got did it. it. She did it. That was cool. Yeah. Had a mix, good mix of conversations. All right. So into sports. Into sports. Fucking back to our normally scheduled program. <laughs> Dave Portnoy flexing $250,000 to go watch a Monday night football game. With Roger Goodell. Zero percent chance it happens. Yeah, it's definitely not going to happen. But, I mean, you know Dave's still going to show up at his house and get arrested. I'll help you. I'm going to take it off, okay? The boo-boo on the back of the head. The Uh, shirt. It it hurts, so we got to figure out a new way. Oh yeah, sorry. So yeah, um, Portnoy dropping two fifty k, and like four hundred and twenty eight dollars. This is the most random amount at yeah. the end of it. I figured like it would end up being like, you know, two hundred fifty thousand three twenty eight, or something like that. Or, you know, I don't know. It was just it was a weird number, but it is cool that he did it. And I, I wonder how long it took the NFL and Roger Goodell to realize that Portnoy did it. I'm sure the NFL's media team caught on to it immediately when he put it on Instagram. Oh, they have to know at this point. And yeah. I think at this point, they're just trying to figure out a, how to either get away with canceling the season that they just released the schedule on <laughs> or B, how to get out of this. He's going to have to, it t- the only way to get out of it is he's going to have to pay. $250,000. To Barstool? Like to Portnoy? Yeah, I mean, like, well, he's going to, so essentially he's going to end up having to pay $500,000, half a million dollars, because he's going to have to pay Portnoy back and that he's going to have to pay the charity the $250,000. I don't, I don't think he would do it. I, I think that's still going to be too much of a bad look on him. I really think he's either got to just sack up and honestly, if they just said, if the NFL, if Roger Goodell, the only way he can look good out of this whole thing is if he just says, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Like, because Portnoy, I think, is smart enough to not go at him if he's yeah. in his house. Like, if Goodell really just says, yeah, let's do it. Like, man, that's cool. You dropped fucking a quarter milli, like, to whatever charity. And... Now you've got to 
come sit with me. Like, let's do it. Obviously, the NFL is going to curtail anything that gets put out from it. There's no way he will be allowed to like live stream it. Yeah. And so the I really see as bad as this sounds, I see Portnoy backing out. You think so? I I don't think they're going to allow him to be like, you know, do yeah, whatever because you he, want. You know, if he's going to be into it, he's going to want to have to stream it on his platforms and shit like that. And the NFL's not going to allow that. Right. Or, or at least allow unedited video to be able to get out to be able to be licensed by Barstool. I mean, yeah. the NFL won't let them license anything. Right. So, yeah. If you think that Barstool stands to profit off of the actual night, there's no way. Yeah. And there's that, no yeah. way they're going to let him. And I mean, so it might be somewhat of a story where like, oh, they don't let him in because he's wearing a Goodell clown shirt or he's wearing a Brady five shirt or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't see, I see the NFL just saying like, Look, here were the rules. This is what was in the fine print. You've got to follow all of it. And I see Portnoy being like, well, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Now, whether it gets spun somewhere else, I don't know, but. Sorry, text message. I'm tweeting a lot of people right now. I was big on Twitter today. Were you? Yeah. I got real pissed off. So. You know that Mini Cooper I own? Yeah. I literally just put on the road, like, I don't know, a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked again. Got to replace the same thing I just replaced, the alternator. Really? Yeah. Voltage regulator's gone. It was dead. Dead as a doornail. Hadn't driven it since this whole quarantine thing started. So 60 days, roughly, at least. Yeah. So I went and put my battery charger on it. Got it started today. I was like, oh, that's cool. Everything started up fine. And I was like, well, something seems kind of weird. Like when it first started, the doors, w- the back door wouldn't open, which is an electronic lock. And I was like, oh, that's fucked up. And then it finally opened. And then uh, I'm like, okay, um, what's going on here? And I started to rev it up a little bit and then all the like warning lights out the ass, just every random light too, like tire lights, traction control, like everything. And I let off and then all the gauges went to zero RPMs included. I could hear the motor running. I'm like, hmm, that's fucked up. That's not great. So then I put a meter on it and uh, when I revved up and when it started doing its funky shit, it was about 16 volts. It's on Twitter at Foulfly If you want to go see it, there's a nice video tagged rock auto on it who I bought the alternator from. And uh, yeah. So uh, when you rev it up to about three grand, it uh, gets up to over 18 volts on a 12 volt car system. So that it's going well. Yeah. Super uh... happy. Ready to just put a match in the gas tank and uh, watch it fucking blow up. Um, sorry, I gotta answer this text. Yeah, that's Rock Auto is like that big aftermarket. No, they're OEM. 
OEM. Mo- most of all their stuff is OEM. Yeah, I mean, it's like the cheapest website I've ever seen built. Like, it's fucking terrible to use. It's not terrible to use, but it's it actually does ensure, like, you are grabbing your correct model, your correct yeah. part. Like, it's very good in that fact. Quality might not be there. Yeah. Clearly. I mean, I literally, I mean, yeah, I let a car sit for 60 days but it shouldn't fuck up a voltage regulator on an alternator. Like that's, it's a pretty standard part. Like, yeah, that should happen. I don't know. Whatever. So yeah, I get to, uh, rip the whole front end off of mini Cooper again, jack it up and, uh, rip an alternator out of it and replace a voltage regulator. Uh, no, I have to buy the whole new alternator, except because it is, it is under warranty, but, they won't warranty it unless I either a buy a new one. They send that to me and then I send them the one that's fucked up back and then I get refunded or I send them mine. And as soon as they get tracking, they will send a new, they'll st- send the new one. Yeah. I'm half tempted because I still have it because I'm weird. And I just keep all of my scrap shit that I rip off of vehicles. I have yeah. the uh, seized and broken one that I ripped out in the first place. Yeah. I'm sort of tempted to put it in the box with it. Just let them figure it out. Send yeah. two alternators together. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you can have this piece of shit that's fucking seized. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my afternoon after working all day. Yeah, it sucks. We've... Uh... I just, people are losing their minds. So we did get some live sports. We had live cornhole and UFC. And UFC. UFC had weigh-ins today. There's another match tomorrow, which is just amazing. Um, I don't know. It was weird seeing... Like cornhole without fans, and like our guy Jay Corley, he did he did decent, he did pretty well. He, he didn't do what he yeah. wanted, but you know, a lot of traction on the social medias for the Crocs. Yeah, yeah, he's got to uh, he's got to get something for a mask. He's got to get a custom mask or something. Yeah, the plain basic bitch. Yeah, uh, you can't come in with Crocs in that mask. I'm sorry. I wonder. I wonder how much. At mainly stupid across a mask would cost us in sponsorship. I don't know, but if we just put our logo on one and sent it to him, yeah, be like, "Yo, just wear this, bro." That's that not, would probably that's not a terrible idea. <laughs> that would probably gain some pretty good traction. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk for uh, a little bit, or I can pause the recording right now. I have to go pee. Yeah, pause the recording. I'm not going to be able to talk. (laughs) We're going to pause it, and we'll be right back with you. (laughs) Go. All right, so now we're back. I'm going to have to find this later in post-edit, so that ought to be fun. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we did have live sports come back, which, yes, it's cornhole. Yes, it's great to see sports. Yes, it's great to have something to bet on. I know Korean baseball came back, but let's be honest. We're all just trying to act like we're excited because that might mean something in this country 
that we cared Dude. about comes back. Yeah. I mean, I think UFC coming back is huge. Um, Dana White doing what Dana White does, putting on a show. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, Cornhole coming back. I think it's great for them. I mean. Yeah, they're definitely getting some viewership because there's nothing else on. Seriously. So. It's either watch Sports Center where they talk about whatever stories are being dragged up over whoever is breaking rules in the NCAA, yeah. whatever, or watching The Last Dance. It's really – yeah. I've gotten back into watching The Simpsons. I love it. My wife I haven't watched The Simpsons so in a very long time. I've been watching – like I'm, I'm saving up for a new pistol, so I've been watching like pistol reviews online, in uh, on YouTube on our TV. So, so what are wife, we looking? What are we looking for in the new pistol? I'm going Mike. I'm going subcompact, and I'm going with the Sig P365. Okay. Double stack, nine millimeter. Holds. Uh, it comes with a 10-round 10, 10 mag and a 12-round mag. Uh, night sights. It's. I shot one when I was in North Carolina. Yeah. And I really liked it. Um, and now it's just a matter of a couple more weeks, I should be able to buy one. should have enough cash saved up. So my only question is why – do you want the double stack if you're going concealed carry with a subcompact? I just like having the the ability to carry more rounds. Um, then why go subcompact? Because I want a smaller gun. Because well, then why don't you go for a smaller gun? Truly. Well, I I am because it's a smaller it's a smaller frame than what I have. Where mine mine is a compact. So, yeah, but next... I mean, if I put, I'll do you the favor. I don't know. Have you shot my Beretta? Yes. I like your Beretta. So, if I was going to be, so like, I carry two guns. It's the only two guns I will carry. I have others, but I just don't carry them. I just, well, I technically carry three because we're coming up on summer. So, it's almost time to. F- find my Keltec. I have fucking no idea where it is. It's in the safe, I think. Yeah, it is. I saw it the other day when I put my shotgun away. But, like, so I carry my Beretta Nano 9mm. It's a double, it's a single stack 9mm. Mm-hmm. It is one of the thinnest guns on the market for concealed carry. It's the reason I bought it. I also carry a Master... Uh, Kimber Master Carry Ultra, which is, I just f- flat out fucking love the gun. That's a nice gun. I absolutely love that gun. I mean, it. There's nothing better to me shooting that gun. Uh, Sig does make a full frame 1911 subcompact, very close to the exact same as that Kimber. Yeah. Just so happened, Sig pissed me off that day, so I didn't buy it. But I digress. <laughs> like, so, I, I just think if you're, I mean, you have that compact, which is concealable. I mean, yeah. clearly. So if you're looking for something that's going to be subcompact, like to me, that just means like, 
I want something that I can wear with like a t-shirt on instead of having to wear a flannel or a, a jacket over it. Right. So I can, I can wear this with a t-shirt over it and you can't really tell. Right. You know, other than just a little part of this and this is safe by the way. Um, yeah, this slides a, open. Thanks. Um, with a little bit of this part of the handle of the grip showing, you know, just imprints a little bit in my t-shirt. The, what I like about that SIG P365 is where, so that it's a double stack and then it necks down into a single at the top. Yeah. And where you, so where you bury your hand. It's not a double barrel nine millimeter. No, it's not. Where you, where you bury your hand into the the grip it it's narrow and it feels really good and then the other side of it is i'm a sig fanboy so that's why i really want to go with that gun and i shot it and i liked it kind of the way how i shot one of these and i liked it and that's what i ended up with so in other words i've explored some other options but i'm going with the sig in other words, you're just getting the exact same gun you have, like half an inch smaller. No, you'll see, like, it's a big difference. You'll see it when I show it to you. It's, it's even though it's, yeah, it's a double stack, but it's narrower than this. It's not as wide as this grip on here. It is, it's substantially smaller. Mine's smaller. That's weird that I'm fucking bragging about how small it is. Hmm. Well, when I get it, we can do a comparison. And I'm not faulting your Beretta. That's a nice gun. It shoots nice. It's comfortable. Um, and when we when we get it, we can do a side-by-side -side comparison. I think we have to. I think we do. So the other thing I wanted to bring up was we both follow and are fans of the Pat McAfee show. Yes. So it has recently been brought up for him to take over the Monday night football because ESPN has flat out said, look, we're laying people off. So we're not going to throw out huge contracts. So we're going to be hiring with from within, which Pat is technically technically has worked for ESPN. Now I don't know if he's gotten paid on some of the comments that I've been hearing. So, I mean, it is what it is, but he has been affiliated and done work with ESPN. Yeah. Now he's been saying he's been hearing they want someone that's a QB in that. They want someone that's this. They want someone that's that. You had Booger McFarland the past two years on Monday night. If you're going to look at what Booger McFarland can do, whether it's on social media, whether it's on. He's an idiot. Any talk show, whether it's on any analysis of a game. He's yeah. fucking terrible. Joe Tessitore does not get deserve does not deserve to get thrown in with him because he was forced to be in a booth with fucking Booger McFarland. Joe yeah. Tessitore is phenomenal in a booth. And he's the only reason that ESPN had any ratings on Monday night. Now yeah. I understand, like, okay, that was the team, so we have to replace the team. Okay, that's fine. Then bring in if you want your quarterback, bring in Dan Orlovsky. Bring in Pat McAfee, who has already proven 
on Get Up and in all the shows, the national championship they did together on the sidelines doing an alternate coverage, which was phenomenal. It was the only thing I watched for the national championship game was fucking yeah. Pat and Dan Olowski, um, Pat Levy. Or, was it Pat Levy? No. Dan Levy? I don't know. Steve Levy. Fuck. Yikes. Um, and um, Adam Amin, which Adam Amin's yeah. now gone. Yeah. Fox Sports scooped him up. So that person's gone. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they do Hasselback too? Um, I don't know. I think Hasselback loves college football too much. He's one of those guys that just loves college football. Yeah. Which I know, you know, a lot of the guys that do like like that's why Herb Street has said like he doesn't want to do NFL. Like yeah. he he loves college football. He prefers the college football game. Whereas you have someone like Pat who is throughout the past two years been like look give me this gig it's my dream gig i will crush it for you and if you've watched anything and seen his presence on social media and seen his presence in the sports media world there's no reason not to believe that that's going to work out yeah and if it doesn't work out you fucking put booger on tv for two fucking years and it didn't work out so why fucking worry about taking a chance on a fucked up season that's going to be because of the corona yeah. So why not let McAfee in? And and Pat will be the first one to own up and say, I'm "Look, not it's not good. A, I'm, and, I'm not doing a good job." Yeah, and that's why yeah. when he did that one game, I think he did one spot for the XFL where it was yeah. like he was a sideline reporter. And he's like, "I'm never doing this again." And he yeah. said it again, where he's like, "I." don't enjoy that. I don't, I'm not a person where I am being told when I can and cannot speak or being called upon to speak, Yeah, which is fine. Like you have to understand your strengths and weaknesses. Like that's why some people are good sideline reporters and there's some people that are not like, yeah. that's, you know, that's the game. Yeah. But the ineptness and just the, the blindness of someone. And I, a hundred percent agree with the way McAfee's taking it now where he's like, I, I almost don't want it at this point. Like, yeah. don't give it to me. Like, because I'm so, and he is, he has a right to be, but I don't think he's going to come out and say it because he wants to leave the door at least cracked open. Yeah. But you know, he's been slighted in this whole fact where it's like, you have someone that clearly could do the role. He's done a Thursday night game for ESPN it was the Lions and the Packers. Like, he was the only reason that anyone watched that game because it yeah. was a fucking week 17 blowout and Aaron Rodgers gets hurt on the second play of the game. Yeah. So, he's been on all of your programs. Your viewership on all the programs that he has ever been on has gone up. And you're going to sit here and say, no, we don't want him to help us out with Monday night after our Monday night crew was fucking atrocious for two years yeah i mean sure sounds great i mean i i just i like his idea and i love where he's coming from because it 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 hits close to home to me where it's just like it's a place of spite where it's like yeah. okay you don't want me for monday night i'll do monday night watch alongs watch me like yeah. it's and it's really just not necessarily like a a dick measuring contest but it's like all right you don't want me 
I'm going to do it on my own and go fuck yourselves. Like yes. I would definitely become a fan of Monday Night Football if Pat was. A hundred percent. I mean, well, and ESPN already has it laid out. Like you have Monday night, there's nothing else on whether you're competing with the bachelor or whatever fucking bullshit ABC wants to put out ESPN Monday night. There is one game on. Yeah. What do you have to go against? What do you have to really challenge you on ratings other than your show sucks? So put someone that puts asses in the seats and makes people laugh and put someone that's knowledgeable. So go with Orlovsky and McAfee. They have a chemistry. Yep. They're great together, except when Orlovsky has a terrible internet connection anytime he calls into Pat's show, but can call into ESPN perfectly fine. Yeah. But I mean, we're not here to bash Orlovsky. I think he's... <laughs> I appreciate his mind for the game. Like I think Dan and Pat would do phenomenal together. Yeah. But I also get where Pat's at in this whole thing where it's like, I understand. And it's really cool to see how self-aware he is where he's like, look, there's other dudes in this game that deserve this before I do not saying they're going to be better. But they've put in the work, they've put in the time, they've done their due due diligence, so give them a shot before you give it to me. Yeah. But I think just this this whole narrative of it's the old whites and that's not what ESPN wants, it's so true and it's it's fucked up to see. Like Oh yeah. You know, it's it's sort of everything. I mean, we you know, we talked about it earlier tonight with like the whole college thing and how you're supposed to do things and trying to break that mold and it's slowly getting easier to do, but still ninety percent of every fucking high school kid is looking at what college to go to and where to go study underwater basket weaving to get that degree just so they have a piece of paper that says, Hey, I can weave a basket underwater. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I just Really, at the end of the day, I look at, you know, what Pat has done and how he's pushed it. And, you know, yeah, you know, he was very self-aware today or yesterday in his statement where he's like, you know, I have a salary of guys on, you know, that I, I, I haven't made it easy for anyone to work with me. Yeah. But if ESPN, I think, came to him and were like, hey, we want you to do the Monday night. Here's a fair wage. He would jump on it and crush yeah. it. And then still figure out a way to work it with, I think the pod would be able to carry themselves. Like maybe he wouldn't get to do a Monday show because you got to get ready for Monday night. But so what? Like do a Tuesday through Friday show. Like, Or have, you know, Ty and the guys do the show on Monday. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, have him call in or whatever. Or just have Monday. Yeah. Have Monday be like a wrap up show of the football games of the weekend and have it be like a good, better bets, like recap. Like you could do so many things where I think he could make it work, but I just think that the, the ineptness of ESPN and not making that decision. And it's going to be interesting to see and, Hopefully I have to eat my words and they do make the right decision, but I don't, I really don't think they're going to. No, I don't think they are either. I I hope I, I hope we're wrong, but I am. I at least hope they give him the opportunity to say no to it. You know what I mean? 
Right. I mean, every article you're seeing now coming out from any sports affiliated market talking about Monday night football is he's in the conversation. He's one of four, you know, you've got Orlovsky in there, you've got McAfee in there and you've got two other guys. I forget who else. Yeah. But you know, Pat came out and said, look, I think it's going to be Orlovsky and um, Steve Levy, which I can't disagree with. I think they're both great commentators. I think they would do a good job. I think they would do better than Booker, which I mean, yeah. that's not really a fucking real high bar. You got to jump over. Um, but I think, you know, I, I just don't know. Like it's, it's disheartening to see someone that's, you know, effectively grinded by himself on his own little platform do what he's doing and then see him just get fucked by a company that's like, nah, you don't fit the mold. That he busted like, his ass for last year. Right. Well, I didn't fit the mold because I am who I am and that's why I am where I am. Like, yeah. if you don't get that, then you don't get it. And, and that's why he's been like, you know, I got to wait for the next round of executives or the, or a round after that where it's like, yeah. you know, five, 10 years down the road, maybe they look at me. But until then... There's no yeah. chance, which, I mean, he keeps hinting on, he said yesterday, in three days, the Brinks truck's backing up. So I'm, I have a feeling there's a big announcement coming the end of this yeah. week, which I hope is. I hope it is. I hope it's huge. I hope yeah. it's huge for him. I hope it's huge for him and AJ Hawk. I've been working here. I've got, well, where my camera is right now, is on top of my two work screens. Yeah. And then I pushed everything out of the way. So like my laptop can, my, I, my MacBook can sit in front of like my keyboard and mouse and shit. Yeah. But normally like I have my MacBook set over to the side and at one o'clock every day, I am watching McAfee and Hawk live. Like it's, yeah. it's an awesome show. I don't know how much of it you've gotten to see, but I've watched some clips on YouTube and shit. And I, I think I like AJ Hawk a lot and I know people bitch about him on the Facebook groups and shit that they have, but I think he does a good job. And I think him and Pat have a weird, but good relationship and that plays off of each other. Well, yeah, I think like they definitely come from obviously two sides of the ball. Like, and and that's good for everything where like, and AJ brings some stuff and Pat both bring such a good chemistry to that show where it's like awkwardness. Like, cause AJ is definitely more introverted and like quiet where Pat is not. Yeah. (laughs) And so you end up with like, you know, this kind of cool, um, I don't know. It's just, it's a really interesting dynamic. dynamic. Yeah. And then to top along with like all the guys in the room being involved in the show more than so more so than like his daily radio show, which I just feel like him not being able to swear feels like he's got a limit, like how his reactions go to different things. And yeah, I, I don't think terrestrial radio is right for someone like Pat. And I think that's going to be the change. Hopefully we see at the end of the week. Yeah, maybe it is. That'd be cool. And, you know, I, I like watching the clips of the hot AJ Hawk and Pat McAfee. And I, you know, I, I, 
one person that has grown on me a lot since he's come back is Connor mm-hmm. on that. I think like those My clips, th- the impressions that he does on the phone calls or whatever. I was going to say, that's, that's the only thing I look forward to from his 10 o'clock show yeah. is when he introduces Connor yeah. and what he's going to come out in and what kind of asshole he's going to make of himself. Or like he, you know, he takes off one pair of sunglasses and he's got the second pair on <laughs> underneath it. It's just, he's hilarious. So, um, I think they're kind of finding their groove, and that's where I'm like, I really hope they get something big for BMI. Like, yep, as a company, as much as I would love to see McAfee for Monday Night Football, it's it's also kind of like I would rather see you go at this in spite and release your own Monday Night show that's a watch along and say fuck you and bury them. Yep. No, that'd be that'd be awesome. Because I bet, yeah, I, I bet he would get a massive following for that if that's what he did. So we'll see. We will see. I wonder what the announcement will be. I haven't been listening to his podcast, Pat McAfee Show, just because I, I don't know. I, I like the interviews and shit, but it, I get it's just a recap of the radio show, but. I've been listening to the pod. I still follow him on his platforms and shit and just follow along that way. Um, but I do like the fact that he's on the pod more. Yeah. Now that football season's over. But Yeah, and I think that's I think that's gonna be one of the good ways that the pod is used where it's like, you know it's his outlet. His, yeah, it's his, his it's his free steam. It's his free time. I mean, so is the Hawk and McAfee, McAfee and Hawk. Mm. Like he lets loose on that show. Yeah, and you know it's it's entertaining. It's informative. They've got they've had some very good interviews. Yeah, but I mean, it seems like everything. Well, the article came out that he and DeZone parted ways, you know, before yeah. the contract was up, which, so that means to me, something big's coming. Like, yeah. he's not going to keep doing his show if he doesn't have anything coming or anything lined up. And he's already said he's got something lined up. So it's like, okay. Like, the contract with Westwood One, though, for the radio show didn't, he didn't part ways on that, right? No. So that, and that's why the, ra- the radio show's yeah. still on and still on CBS and everything. Yeah. But the zone side of it um, is gone. Yeah. Which I never. I'm glad I never subscribed to that. No, I never did either. I mean, if I couldn't watch the show live, then I just didn't catch it live and I'd just listen to the podcast and yeah. it was good. So, well, fella, I think I'm going to go to bed. What do you think about the only thing I'll say about the NFL schedule would be there's no way it was a coincidence that the Pats and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not play at the same time until week 15. Right. There's no way. Not a chance that was a coincidence. No. Not a chance. And you know another thing that I'll have to say? 
and this is crazy. Pat McAfee has made me a big fan of Peyton Manning. Yeah. Just from the stories oh, that he's told see, about him. Did you see the video? Of the, him roasting Tom Brady? <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's what I was getting to. Yeah. I couldn't have enjoyed somebody roasting Tom Brady more than than that ever. It was just, it was fantastic. And, uh, you know, it's just, I, <laughs> it was awesome how he, you know, you know, we talked to Tom's parole officer. <laughs> yeah. We talked to the sheriff and they're going to let him out of Tampa to go to Palm <laughs> beach to, to play. And I, t- I told my mother about it tonight. I was like, that was just, and she hates Peyton Manning, hates him with a passion. And, I did too. I, I hated him when he, when he played for the Colts and yeah, you know, I, the thing I hated him in the, in the heyday of his, or not the heyday, but like the, the back half of his career was yeah. when he went to Denver and everyone was giving him so much credit for that Super Bowl when there was, he couldn't fucking throw a ball 20 yards. Like he won that Super Bowl because of Vaughn Miller. Exactly. And that, and I don't think Denver's defense, I Vaughn Miller got paid after it, like no yeah. doubt. And that's why the Denver Broncos suck. And <laughs> it is what it is. But I also think that, you know, the amount of ball washing that was done yeah. on Peyton Manning for going to the Broncos and winning a Super Bowl, just I couldn't handle it. Like that's – and it seems kind of counterintuitive because if Brady goes and wins a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, I'll be fucking ecstatic. Like I'll be so happy for him. Like I, I, I will. I, dude, if he wins one, if he wins ten, I don't care. Because I'll probably be happy for him too, but because you know what, I'm it's not going to so... be a hundred and fucking twenty yards passing. It's going to be three hundred. Like yeah. that's just I, I don't see Brady winning a Super Bowl by handing a ball off. Like that's just not how it's done. Never. So, and that's what I just I don't know. Tampa Bay's got a good defense, but I don't think they're going to win them a fucking Super Bowl. I don't think so. Maybe Tom goes and plays in Tampa for a year and learn learns the errors of his way, error of his ways, and says, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go back to New England. I'm gonna retire. I'm done." I think he does retire a Patriot. I, I think, think he does too. I don't think there's any way that he doesn't. I mean, it's just. Like- I hope. But I also didn't think he would tell New England that he was leaving on St. Patrick's Day. That's on a bit like, of a on day one of the quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bit of a low blow, Tom. Yeah, I lost a little bit of respect for him that day. I don't think he was. I don't well, think he really cared. I don't think he did um, either. I don't think he was welcome to stay another year. As much as I don't want to say that about the organization that I love, and then I'm wearing their sweatshirt, but I don't think there was a whole lot of care trying to keep him in the building. I don't think it was either. But because you're not telling me that you couldn't go to Julian Edelman and be like, "Hey, you're making league men this year if Brady stays," and you would have been like, "Yep, I would have." You know what I mean? I think you could have gone to everyone on that team. 
any vet that was on that team and said, look, we need to restructure your contract this year and next year to league men's and Brady stays. They'd have been like a thousand percent. Yeah. McCordy's, the Edelman's, the David Anders, I think they all would have done it. But Well, because you see what they do with guys that won't. I yeah. mean, you look at like a Jamie Collins. Okay, you don't want to fucking restructure your contract? You want that big money? All right, go to the Browns and go get it. Like, go yeah. for it. Fucking go. I don't fucking care. And he goes there, and then a year later, he's like, yeah, I'll take that, like, um, vet salary of, like, two mil, please, because being in Cleveland sucks. Like, yeah. I just. Exactly. I think Kraft could have found enough ways to make Tom happy to make him stay, but. I don't. I don't necessarily know if you. But how bad? How how bad did Tom want to stay? You know, maybe he was done. Maybe he wanted to get out and prove himself on another. I can't believe I'm saying this. At on another team, no matter what the Patriots were willing to do to keep him. You gotta wonder. I mean, uh... maybe we don't. We weren't in that room. Yeah, people can say what they say, but maybe. Maybe Kraft said, hey, look, we'll give you – I'll pay you out of my own pocket, you know. Well, yeah. Maybe he said – did you hear that? Yeah. That would be – That would be your thing. neighbor? Yeah. Oh, good. That shook the whole house, whatever I that thought, was. I thought your wife was fucking throwing books at you again. No, that's – coming if i keep talking any louder the nice brown-eyed girl you got there for a wife uh yeah they're blue garrett (laughs) (laughs) um you know but maybe Kraft said i'll i'll give you whatever you want if you stay and and brady said you know i appreciate it but i think it's time i go prove myself elsewhere you think there's gonna be a fucking the last dance with brady someday ever i think there will be and, 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 and I don't know if there will be. I I I think well actually the only way I think there will be is if, you know, 10, 15 years, 20 years from now there is a quarterback that's coming up through the ranks that is that LeBron James where people are chirping, you know, is is this guy better than Tom Brady when he was in his prime? Is this is this team better than when the New England Patriots had their 20-year run it, is that you know when those when that happens I think you'll start there'll be talk of it or there'll be I something I would be willing to bet a lot of money even a test year or two that there will not be another team that does a 20-year run no there's no I mean I don't even think the Patriots can do it again no. Let alone. I, I really, I truly don't think that there's any way that anyone does it again. Unless someone does figure it out and do exactly, I hate to go back to it, but exactly what McAfee said, where it's you keep a rookie QB who's good enough to get you by on a rookie deal and you pay everybody else. 
It's the only way to do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, New England was able to figure it out. And I think, you know, I think enough guys in Tampa Bay are cheap enough and good enough. Like their defense, like they're not paying crazy money for any of their defense, but they're still ranked fifth in the fifth in the NFL. So it's like, okay. But how long can they go? without paying that defense you know what i mean well and that and that's exactly my point so yeah. you, you figure brady wings a ring down there and the only saving grace would be if it's on brady and if it's on someone who they are paying a decent amount where he doesn't want to just go somewhere else looking for a paycheck and he's yeah. you know like a gronkowski or like you know they've got a fucking lethal wide receiver crew but you get one of those guys that wants money and he's like, all right, well, see you later. Now you're back to how the Patriots had to do it and how their scouting had to work and how everything had to work together to be able to replace everyone that wanted to leave after they won a Super Bowl with the Patriots to go to these other teams to get their paydays, which I don't fault anybody for trying to leave and go get a payday. No, dude, get your, get your cheddar where you can like, you're only in this league for 10 years max. Yeah. Year five, you win a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, you go get your paper. Like, go do it. Like, I I have no problem with that. I have no problem with, like, a, a Jamie Collins saying, hey, I want this money. But also realize that you want that money, but winning's a shit ton more fun. So, yeah. welcome back. Um you know, like a Randy Moss, like I respect the shit out of Randy Moss and the way he handled it, where he's like, you know, look, I'll, I'll come in for a decent deal, but I'm playing with Tom Brady and the Patriots. Like, I understand that, and this is why I'm signing this deal yeah. for probably less money than I could have made with someone else in the league. Like, Yep. And that was kind of the thing with, you know, Antonio Brown when he came in last year. Right. You know, I could probably go make more money, but why not make good money? And why not make enough money to live and live your lifestyle? Not not live, but live your lifestyle. Yeah, and win a ring like that just increases your your stock for the next year. And the, like it's, I mean, it's exactly what Revis did, right? So Revis yeah. came in still in his prime, signed a decent deal with the Pats. Won a Super Bowl ring, then went back to the Jets for more fucking money. I'm like, sure, go ahead. Like, you're you're tailing off. You made it through this year, yes, but next year is going to be a different year, and guys are getting faster and stronger every year. So, good luck. Yeah. And he sucked. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know. Well, maybe not. He sucked. The Jets suck. Well, think about it, like you know, baseball wise, Johnny Damon. Jacoby Ellsbury, you you said it best a bunch of years ago. The New York Yankees, where Red Sox outfielders go to die. Yeah. They get paid stupid money. The Yankees have that money to pay them. So they go there and they suck. thousand percent. And I think you're going to see that going on in baseball. You know, you've seen Bryce Harper. You saw... You know, you're seeing all these guys get paid these huge, huge deals. Trout, you know, right? It, you you're getting paid big, big money. That's great, but at what cost, man? Like, can you carry a team? 
and someone like Tom Brady, yes, you can carry a team. You've proved it. Yeah. You've had nobody for receivers. You've had Gronkowski and Edelman for your past 10 years. And before that, you had Welker. And that was it. Like, you know, yeah. you, yes, you had one year with Randy Moss. Great. You had Ben Watson. Great. But every other year, it's like you look at the fucking receivers they have and who knew about Edelman before Edelman came to the Patriots? Who knew about Welker? Nobody. Yeah. You know? Daddy Amendola. Yeah, Amendola. You got – I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be. I, I'm excited about the season. I'm happy to see it's going to happen. Maybe. I don't put any trust uh, in the NFL. I don't think there's any way they can't. Do you think there's fans at the games? Uh, not until October, probably. Yeah. Which is fine. Who fucking cares? Like, I don't care if there's fans there. I'm not going to be there anyways. I'll be yeah. sitting at home on my couch watching a better goddamn game than if I was there. Yep. Like, yeah, it's cool to go tailgate and – I don't know. There's not many professional sports that I want to go sit and watch. There's just... I've said it before. The only way I'm going to a professional sports game again is if I'm sitting in a box. Um, no, I think, like, hockey is fun live. Hockey is. Now, the game, it's hard to... Like, if you really do care, care care about the game yeah. and want to watch all the intricacies and see the replays home is definitely i mean it's the, the same way with any sport like yeah the exception of baseball because it happens so fucking slow and who the fuck cares but you know and i, I think say in the box seats because i don't want to box seats come with parking yeah that's the only way i'm going and i'm thinking now that tom brady and gronk are out in new england that a lot of these like sales companies and stuff like that will be more willing to give up some of their box seats. So we'll see what happens. Looking for that X mark deal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they supposedly tried some X mark snow brooms down at Gillette. I don't know if it happened or not, but so. you never know. We'll see. Well, fella, my computer's about to die, and I'm about to fall asleep. Yeah, it's 9.30. We're wrapping up a two-hour-long episode. That was a good one. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate that 100%. Maybe next week we look into doing a in-person episode. I'm down. I'm not wearing a mask, so Neither on your own terms. I almost, I was this close tonight. To moving this whole operation back to the back to the man cave, out on out off the garage, and lighten up a stogie because I got one left, and AJ Hawk makes me want to rip, fucking. Cigars. I think I think next week it's time, and I'll do it. I won't come in the house just to protect. We got this. We got the we got the exclusive guest entrance. Yep. On the podcast room. So we'll do that. We'll smoke stogies. I think it's a great idea. I think it. Let's do it. There might be a little chicken chirping in the background. Yeah, that's all right. Maybe we can have one of them on. Dude, 
I've had them on every Zoom call I've been on drinking with family. <laughs> I just go because my co- we inspired my cousins to get chickens. Not inspired. Um, Guilted. Gu- nah. I forced my cousin-in-law to end up building a chicken coop for his wife and who's my cousin and they got chickens. So I've been hanging out with some of them. We lost another chicken today to a hawk and the white chicken is still alive for now. And that's your chicken update folks. Yeah. Chicken update. We will see you live in person next week, next week. Maybe we'll even figure out how to go back to the other thing we were using and do like Instagram and Twitter live. Yeah. So the people can watch us together. They can watch us together. We'll record it. And uh, yeah, I'll be working from home. So. And I'll be out of work at 530. We'll see you next week, folks. We'll see you next week in person live. This is great news. Oh, I'm so excited. Here we go. Let's fucking go. Peace.